Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson. I'm the founder of Stack, the service that searches out the best independent magazines and delivers them to thousands of readers around the world every month. This week I'm speaking with Platon Poulas, one of the people behind Dead Slow, a strange new magazine concept that we've got in the Stack shop at the moment. He and his co-founder Anunaya Rajans describe themselves as producers rather than editors, and that reflects the unusual format of the magazine, which is presented as a vinyl record, complete with a cardboard sleeve and sides A and B. And in this conversation, he explains the ideas behind that, and also their desire to create a piece of printed ephemera that is also a celebration of other forms of physical media. As I say, this one is available to buy in the Stack shop now, so head over to stackmagazines.com forward slash shop and search for Dead Slow uh, if you want to see sample spreads and some more information. And I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Platon Poulas from Dead Slow. Platon, thank you very much for coming over. Oh, thank you for having me. So you are one of the, should I call you an editor, a producer? Because this, this magazine is kind of unusual as a magazine. What, what do you call yourselves? Uh, right. So uh, uh, me and Ananaya uh, labeled ourselves as producers on the uh, copyrights page, partly because the magazine is formatted as a, as a record. So we thought that it would play to, to, to that and also the titles of the articles and the photo series are side A and side B. So mm-hmm. we, we were just playing to that, but also we saw ourselves as, uh, because the magazine is has a fairly tight focus, we felt that we were more kind of producing a particular uh, piece of art or piece of work rather than simply editing existing uh, material. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So, so you, you mentioned already the, the magazine is presented as a vinyl record, so it has a cardboard sleeve that the magazine slips into, and as you say, you have side A, side B. What's all this about? Were there, why, why are we like masquerading as a, as a record? Right. Um, that's kind of always the first thing that people notice about that. Uh, so that's part of the answer right there, to be honest. I, I wanted to, this to be... This is the first print issue of anything we've done. Uh, and I wanted something to stand out, an aspect of it, uh, to as, as a first impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if there's anything that stands out in the content, even better. But... Um, it plays to the to the themes of Dead Slow because it's a print magazine and also uh, celebrates physical media. And I noticed a few years ago that the the vinyl record revival happened more or less at the same time as the revival of the indie magazine in print and to me they they have always been kind of uh, related in my head kind of like this revival of celebrating physical media when I feel like um, on a 
big scale, we became a bit oversaturated with the realm of digital content. Mm -hmm. And my theory is that we kind of miss, especially people my age, for example, definitely older and even a bit younger, where, where we grew up with physical media and we were part of the shift towards Spotify, towards Kindle, towards uh, what have you, Netflix. Um, and I think we missed that a little bit. We missed having a tactile experience when reading or listening to music, uh, watching movies. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big part of that. Mm. Uh, so it absolutely um, makes an impact that stands out. I've got to say, when I first saw it, I was, I was wary. I was suspicious. I saw this thing. I was like, hang on, why make a magazine and style it as a vinyl record? Because they're different things. And with a vinyl record, you have a side A and a side B. Like you turn it over and you play it. That makes sense. But, you know, what, like, why don't do that with a magazine? Like you don't have sides in a magazine. But then as I got into it and started understanding what this thing was, I actually really like the, the way that it's constructed as... It's obviously harking back to vinyl and the you know kind of this uh, physical tactile media, but it's also, I think, a nice way of pointing out that this is not a magazine in the conventional sense. So, so this, as I understand it, is part of a wider um, dead slow project which has uh, films and podcasts and you've got stuff that you're publishing online and so it's almost like this print thing that you've made yes it's a magazine but also it's like sort of a collection of media that you're bringing all together in one place what what, what is dead slow in kind of the the wider sense right dead slow started uh in my head before it was called dead slow as a sort of my personal frustrations with certain aspects of our, what should I call it, a social paradigm. Um, Dead Slow is very much celebrating uh, some things. I mentioned physical media, um, and that's only part of it. Uh, but it's also against, very much against certain aspects of... Um, what I would call our day-to-day -day life. Um, it's against a, 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 the big theme that we kept coming uh, back to again and again with Ananaya when we were brainstorming what this whole project should be was uh, capitalism uh, and the, the way that it has kind of infiltrated everything through technology. And the need to voice a concern that says technology is great. It has several downsides to it without so sounding like Luddites. And first of all, we had to recognize that this magazine, well, actually the entire project, would not be remotely possible without the technology that we have unless we had a massive budget. Mm, mm. So we recognize that. But also, not to sound like boomers, but if you're all day on your phone and you do everything on there, then you develop a, a perception of reality that is, in my opinion, a bit skewed and a bit harmful to your uh, psychology, to your mental state, and 
uh, I think that we have started to recognize that it is inducing a lot of anxiety and stress into our lives. I have a lot of friends who are artists, what have you, painters, photographers, uh, film directors, anything, who are constantly stressed about their social media presence. A lot of them don't want to do it the way they're doing it. And it's seen as a sort of necessary uh, hardship that you have to go through because that's how things work right now. And that slow is against that. And to put it in a very kind of logical, pragmatic way, that slow is for or kind of talking about things that you can change in your life that have an impact on a, on the wider scale of things, but not because it will change the world, but because it will change you. Mm, mm. Um, and to answer, I think, like the direct uh, question that you were asking, um, Dead Slow is this magazine, um, and uh, we've called it the, the print magazine in the, in the introduction, um, because it's a retronym. Back in the day, it would be just a magazine, but now it's a print magazine. Uh, it has articles on our website. Um, it has one podcast uh, called The Decline of Culture, which is me and Anaya and our friend Daniel, where all the themes in that podcast are directly or indirectly related to the themes in the magazine. Uh, and that's still ongoing, so we're, uh, we're talking more about that, and we have more episodes coming up uh, from January. Uh, and it's two series of videos. Uh, one of them is just called Dead Slow, and it's a four-parter. It has a narrative through the four parts, um, but it, they're also part video essays where I explore... Um, they're co-written by me and Anaya, but it's me on video, exploring kind of uh, aspects of uh, the dead slow mentality, if you want to call it that, that are not covered in the magazine, um, mostly because we didn't want to do the writing. We wanted to find people to to talk about uh, these themes. So the only thing we actually wrote are the introduction and the script pages. Um, which appear here and there in the magazine to tie it together to the videos. And then there's another series of videos which has four or five episodes out so far, and it's also ongoing, called Never Going to Die. And it's about people who are doing things in interesting ways related to uh, tactile media or to the values that that slow wants to promote, um, like environmentally conscious uh, clothing brands or uh, a secondhand record shop, things like that. Just people who are doing things in a way that it will change your daily experience for the better. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so there's the, there are the, the podcast series, there are different series of videos as you say, there's um, like a film script that kind of is woven through the magazine and, and that's <clears throat> it's shown as like actually a photographed script. So again, it's kind of emphasizing the physicality of the process of then of making a film. You also have like some quite 
kind of standard articles. I mean, so you know, this it's 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 a weird magazine in some ways in that it's this square format that like so that's not you know how we're really used to reading magazines. There were these other kind of bits of media that kind of like sort of uh, are dotted through it, but then there are also much more kind of standard articles, and there and there's a kind of I suppose some of the themes that run through that is there's um, an emphasis on like the importance of objects, mm. um, there's a, a, an emphasis on this idea of you know our attention in the attention economy where there's just too much to to kind of to pay attention to. Like where did you start when you were flat planning this? When you first had the idea of okay, let's start to put some of this into print. What like what was kind of your guiding uh, what were your guiding rules while you were trying to do that what were you really trying to achieve with the prints right um, that was a difficult stage in the process mm-hmm. uh, because we had to first of all we had the the problem of side A side B which I call it a problem but it's really kind of a fun little thing that we had to figure out um, what goes inside A and what goes inside B um it also had to um match up with uh, the pages so we can we cannot have all the longer pieces inside b because then side a would be too small and we wanted a a center split um we wanted the first the very first article to be one that uh, spoke more or less to wider issues. So, for example, there is a, one of my favorite articles in here is the the hunt for music in the age of anxiety. But that is very specifically about music. So we wanted something that was a bit more wide. So we start wide, we narrow it down, and then ideally by the end, it's it has a, a it it looks uh, at a wider scale again. So we started with uh, boxes as a first article, but to aid this process, we also put the script pages. Uh, the script pages came out of the very first uh, conversations I had with Ananaya about the project. And a lot of the things written in there have been printed unchanged a year and something after they were written. So the first page of the script and the last page of the script, um, which appear respectively in the beginning and the end of the magazine, were written in the, I would say, June, July 2020. And the magazine came out in August 2021. Um, They served to tie all the uh, the themes together. Beyond that, there are links from one article to the other. And I was very happy that... um, a friend of mine recently told me that oh, there is a a narrative theme to your to, to the articles. You go from one to the next, and it's almost like reading a book. And I'm like, yeah, yes, someone got it. You know, <laughs> it's like it's such a satisfying uh, feeling. But there is. So we move from boxes to which is very much about our relationship to physical objects in our life, to the love of objects, uh, to old. 8-bit rendering of uh, Instagram uh, profiles to 
the uh, th that piece by uh, Jonathan Simons, which is again about a wider uh, perspective on these themes that we're talking about. It's the, that one is specifically about creativity, and then we move into like more specific things. So we have. Uh, again, the hunt for music in the age of anxiety. We have building Hollywood, which is very much about a specific topic of filmmaking. And then we move towards like a more abstract um, view with uh, poetry and uh, photography and um, some illustrations. Uh, there are many, many drafts in my computer on like different layouts that m could have been, but you know, it's a process and it's uh, it's very enjoyable to talk about that and figure out because even as we were talking about the layout, we understood more things about the project as well. So, so this was your first time making a printed magazine? Yes. Uh, so Dead Slow is published by Pandora, which is, um, is a website that me and a friend of mine started when we were uh, doing our BA in English in 2016 and that started as an online we called it an online literary magazine and it was very much focused on literature because we were literature students it made sense it involved more people eventually and it started looking at film and tv and uh, cultural kind of articles and i always wanted to do a print magazine the first i the first time that we thought about making one was in 2018 I think, or 17. I was doing a master's in publishing in Edinburgh, and uh, me and my friend Alice, who was also working on the magazine, we thought it would be a, a cool idea to do a print magazine with the theme of addiction, uh, formatted as a vinyl record. So the idea of the format is quite older than uh, the these dead slow themes. Um, the reason why it's not called Pandora Magazine Issue 1 is because I see this as a, a very kind of particular project within the wider Pandora um, scope of interest. Um, but I always wanted to, to make one. You know, I studied literature, I studied publishing. I only had the time because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of creative people would agree that it had some very interesting at the very least uh side effects totally yeah i mean there, there are i mean lots of people like you who suddenly got the time to 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 make a magazine there are a bunch in america who they got their stimulus checks and that gave them the money to to make a magazine so i mean this is it's, it's notable actually that you know this magazine came out of the pandemic but it doesn't talk a lot about the pandemic so a, a lot of magazines that came out around that time you know the the editor's note definitely mentions the pandemic the, the, you know it feels like this magazine is trying to look broader than that and not think about just like a current moment but think about more i don't know what like sort of an epoch like the, this time that we're in of like you know infinite choices and and cheap goods yeah um Yes, I have noticed that. Uh, obviously, you know, it's the elephant in the room. You cannot not mention it. I think there the only there's only one instance where the magazine kind of acknowledges that 
there was a pandemic <laughs> is in uh, Jonathan Simon's article um, because his piece was uh, also written in the pandemic and is concerned with that very directly, I think. Otherwise, I would say that that slow addresses every kind of aspect of life that was brought to the foreground in our minds because of the pandemic without saying the word. Mm -hmm. uh, because all the changes that happened in our lives because of the pandemic amplified another aspect of the old normal, let's call it, where people, for example, they're saying, well, look at that. I don't need to, to go to the office five days a week, nine to five. Or, you know, maybe they'll think, oh, you know what? Lectures in person are much better. I, I don't care for this Zoom. Or on the other hand, why am I paying so much for my uh, university degree when I just sit at home all day? It, all sorts of things that relate to Dead Slow themes one way or another. And I think if you read Dead Slow, you will, you will think of things that you realized about your life during the pandemic. I think everyone had many thoughts about how their lives changed. And more importantly, how the new normal that has been talked about a lot is uh, how the pandemic, when the virus, I think, inevitably will become a much uh, lesser threat to us as we build our immunity to, towards it. And we can go back to having everything more or less as we were doing it before. We will, we will not accept everything uh, de facto. We, were, we will question, do we need to do this particular mm. thing the way we were doing it? Mm. Or can we do it a, a different way? And that is the core question of that slow. Do you need to do it this way? Think about how you're doing things. Think about the, from the way we buy clothes to food to how we listen to music, how we watch movies, how we experience literally everything in your daily life, think about why you're doing it that certain way. Mm. If you buy clothes every week, maybe you should stop doing that. <laughs> we have to think in the long term. Mm. We cannot think about uh, immediate gratification of our every desire because that is what's being sold to us. Mm. Because everyone who advertises on social media uh, wants you to buy what they're selling all the time mm -hmm. every single day you have to buy a new thing mm -hmm. and it's in our own interest not to kind of lash out against big corporations or anything but it's our in their interest of our own uh, mental state and of our own lives to think about why we are doing things a certain way and change them if we see a reason to change yeah yeah i mean that's something that i think we're hearing a lot at the moment that you know the, this message of it's the environmental message uh, of um of not consuming uh, as many resources it's the social justice message of not exploiting cheap labor this is something we're seeing a lot it strikes me though that i have not seen it put together in quite this way and i think there's a it might relate somehow to you as well because so 
I expected you to be older. <laughs> so I'm, I, I don't know how old you are, but yeah. uh, I mean, you know, you, you'd said before, like, hey, I don't want to sound like a boomer. But I, I mean, yeah. before I met you, I, I was kind of thinking maybe this guy's kind of in his 50s. And that's because wow. in, the, in the magazine, so the, there are writers with teenage kids. There are people who talk about being the generation who first got mobile phones mm-hmm. and, and grew up how are you related to your contributors are you are you like the baby of the group or is this uh absolutely not and you are making me realize just now how varied in age the contributors are um i think i don't know the, the specific age of every person on on this but I know that uh, at least three uh, contributors are early 20s, if not like 18, 19, you know, like they're, they're doing their bachelors. Um, and there are uh, people in their 30s in there and 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am so happy that I had a particular kind of gripe with the world <laughs> and there are people who feel or who understand how I feel and feel similar things across the board. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, you're old, you don't understand how we do things. No, no, there are 18-year-olds in here who are saying, you know, this is tough. The boxes is written by, uh, well, some of the contributors I don't know personally, but uh, Aniha is um, a college professor in uh, India. And she has a teenage daughter. And when we were talking, she was interested in the themes. She didn't know what she wanted to contribute. Um, and uh, she's a friend of Ananias. Um, and the three of us were talking about how to do it. And she said, well, my daughter is, I think, 16. And she she recorded a conversation with her daughter about these themes. And I think it was a long conversation, but the article is what came out of that. It's uh, uh, before we came up, we, we came up, we just um, resigned to the title boxes because we didn't have a better alternative. But we were referring to it as um, the intergenerational piece. You know, what graphics are we going to do for the inter- intergenerational piece? Because it was uh, two very different generations and... Uh, I think we are also, that slow is blessed with uh, contri- uh, yes, con- uh, contributing perspectives from a variety of uh, countries as well. It's not a UK publication. It's published, mm-hmm. it's published here, but there are people living in London and in Germany and in India and in the States and, you know, Netherlands, all sorts of places. So it's not, it's not a UK problem or mm-hmm. a... U.S. problem where perhaps technical technological advances are uh, implemented first here uh, mm-hmm. because we are so affluent. No, people in India, for example, are also feeling uh, that things have changed radically and sometimes a bit for the worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so this is issue one, uh, and you know that obviously represents the culmination of a huge amount of work, but. Inevitably, issue one is then also just the starting point. 
Are there plans for an issue two? And if so, will it follow this same format of like, you know, being in an album case or are you going to blow it open and do something totally different? Right. Uh, that's an interesting question because of the fact that it's the second question anyone will ask me. <laughs> First one is, what's the magazine about? And are you going to do another one? Um, I just want to say, first of all, that some of the people who have asked me, are you going to do another one, haven't even read the first one uh, yet. And they're asking me about the sequel, which, again, to me, it says, oh, you really need to read this. You haven't read the first, you don't even know if you like it. <laughs> you may read the piece and it's like, you know what, I don't care. But you're already, you know, you know what I mean? Everything is so fast. It's like, when's the sequel? Forget about this. Like, this came out last week. This is old news. Um, we don't have any immediate plans. Um, and there may be a Dead Slow Volume 2. But it's also possible that the next thing we publish is something different. Um, it all depends on what we are most passionate about because we uh, you mean we worked on this for a year we worked on this for a year and i mean i'm very proud of it but compared to other magazines this is 48 pages you know what i mean it's uh because of lack of resources mostly budget and the fact that we need to you know to do other jobs for you know our, our survival at least um, it's very time-consuming um, so if I am not passionate about the next issue then it will not happen um, I see I, listen, I think that's totally fair enough and there, there is always I think a pressure to say yes there's going to be another one because that somehow validates the project and you know it's the this isn't just a one-off this is something we're doing but actually sometimes it's fine to be a one-off if you know that's if that serves the project then that's fine yeah to some degree i'm reminded of uh, a phenomenon in music that happens a lot where if a band releases a second album some of the criticism is like Oh, they're not how they used to be. They're complete. I don't know where, or uh, it's more of the same shit. It's like I want to produce something just as good, whether it's that slow, uh, and whether it's it's within a year, doesn't concern me as much as how good can it be and is there enough? Is it important enough? Because I I believe that after doing this, I I only want to publish something that stands for if not ideals then a, a, a sort of attempt to change things for the better mm -hmm. as much as we can through magazines mm -hmm. well um thank you for coming and telling me about this one uh, and i'm looking forward to seeing whatever the next thing is that you end up doing oh, thank you very much uh, I, I always enjoyed talking about this so uh, <laughs> you're very welcome Okay, that's all we have time for this week. I would like to say thanks again to Platon for coming over to speak with me and for sharing his thoughts about the process of producing his first and maybe last print magazine. 
If you want to see that for yourself, head to stackmagazines.com forward slash shop and buy your copy there. And once you've read it, you should drop him a line to let him know what you think about it too. As he said, he wants to hear from people who've actually read the magazine and who knows, maybe that might help him decide whether they go ahead uh, and produce another issue. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Platon. We've got loads more conversations with independent magazine makers in the archives. So please do search for Stack Magazines wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be able to scroll through all of our old episodes there. And of course, if you follow us while you're there, we'll be able to deliver all of our future episodes to you as soon as they're ready. Thanks very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode next week.